0: All right, we're back here for the juice. I'm not going to say return episode because we all know that I've had a bunch of return episodes since then. Actually, it actually does kind of get a little annoying when, you know, I'll make a podcast and then I won't go back to another podcast for, what is it? I think it's been almost a year since I've had a podcast. And I'm just going to say we're going to have an episode maybe once a week, hopefully. But I'm very busy. I've got school. i got work. And, you know, I do like to golf a lot. So I'm just going to try to give you as much entertainment as possible. But it does feel great to be back when the Packers are dominating so well. and They're playing such great football. And, and that just puts me in the mood to make a podcast. So we're going to do that today. We got a lot of good stuff coming. Um, for example, I have two of my friends, Eli and Matt. They're going to call in from Snapchat. Yeah, no, they're not coming here. COVID protocols, we can't get too close. So I'm going to have Eli and Matt call in. We're going to talk about Bears football and the atrocity of Bears football and how it is just mind blowing that they're 3 0. And then I'm going to talk about some things that happened to me over the week. Some very interesting week in sports for me, in fact. And I'm going to talk about Bill, Bill Belichick and his greatness. I've been wanting to talk about this for a while and how bold it was and how the balls it took to pick up Cam Newton on such a small deal and turn him back into maybe MVP Cam Newton, which makes the Patriots very scary. All that caught up on the juice. It's not a lot.
1: I got it, juice, juice. New AP. She got it, juice, juice, juice. She got it squee, squee, squee. She got it wit, wit, wit. I'm on I got it drip, drip. I'm overseas. Alright,
0: let's get this thing started. First, I'm gonna talk a little bit about what happened to me over the weekend on Twitter. And then what other, what else happened during the Saints game that I noticed and actually found very funny, a little sad because this happened to a player that I actually have a ton of respect for. But um, we're going to get to that. But first, I'm going to talk about the infamous Twitter battle that I had and how it actually made me a bit angry, but it also made me very proud of myself knowing that I took an NFL Network analyst to school. So this guy's name is Ben Fennel. Don't even know who he is. He was on NFL Network, and I, for some reason, one of his responses one of his responses to a tweet about Kyler Fackrell and how Kyler Fackrell might have been a better investment than Preston Smith because Kyler Fackrell is better in coverage. Obviously, it's a obviously that's a very very dumb take by this guy. I'm gonna look. At, I'm gonna get his name, but uh, very very dumb take by uh this dude because Kyler Fackrell was one of the worst players that I'd ever seen in a Packer uniform. And he let us in sacks for some reason one year, even though most of his sacks were left on were just unblocked assignments because you know it's Kyler Facker who people probably think he's gonna run the other way instead of going after the quarterback. But I saw this tweet and this and this Ben Fennel guy said that Preston Smith was so much better than Kyler, which is which is probably correct because of his ability, because of his dominance in the pass rush game. And I saw this and I was like, now this is a little perplexing because I wouldn't be making tweets like this while Preston Smith is having a very, very, very slow start to the season. The guy has registered a half sack. I mean, he hasn't been coming off my screen as he did in the beginning of the season last year. I mean, last year he had a pick. He had like two sacks, and I was very impressed. And But so far, the only I've been I'm impressed with Rashawn Gary more than Preston Smith so far, and Zadarius is just a beast. But – um. Preston, yeah, Preston's had a very slow start to the season, so I went after Ben Fennel and I said, and I said this: I said, Ben, while you may be right, Preston has had a very slow start to the season, and m- maybe last year was a fluke. I'm not sure. I don't think it. I, I get it. I get it's a little early, but come on, you, you gotta admit, Preston hasn't been coming off your screen as he used to last year, so. He then comes at me and says, So you want to discredit a player's production slash ability over 18 games because he felt he hasn't performed well over two games? No, I haven't felt it. I've been watching it. This isn't a feeling, Ben. This is me watching the games and seeing that Preston Smith can't get a tackle. And he said, Preston Smith rushed the passer 426 times in 2019, 37 times this, and 2020. And then he comes out and says, Don't know what to tell you. Okay, Ben. So then I says, When I say back to him, he has yet to register a sack against subpar tackle play. The Lions and the Vikings don't really have great defenses. This was when, this was after the um, this was before the Saints game. and We all know the Saints have very good tackles, so obviously I couldn't have made that point. And then I say, by no means I'm saying Kyler Fackrell is better than him, but I'm just saying it should raise some eyebrows. And if you agree, disagree with that se- sentiment, then I don't know what to tell you, bud. So I went right back at that jackass. So now. This guy comes out and says, so you're putting more value into 37 pass rush reps in 2020 than the 426 um, reps from 2019? And I said, last year, first two games, he had one and a half sacks and an interception and was a lot more disruptive. This year, he didn't register a stat against the Vikings and had half a sack against the Lions. Not selling my stock. Just wondering where is the explosive Preston Smith I saw last year. So... I put, I put Ben in a coffin. I put him to bed and I put Ben in a coffin. I put him to bed. Sorry. My callers for my segment with Eli Matter being a little early right now. And I still got a lot of things to say. So yeah, I put, I put an NFL network analyst in a coffin and it felt really, really, really good. And it, I think it just goes to show that I need to be on national television, right? I mean, come on, I'm the juice. I I, I I everything I say is just poetry. So that that that's something I had to get off my chest, my argument with Ben Fennel. Hopefully hopefully he can come on to the podcast. I know he's listening. Ben Fennel's definitely listening right now and I just have to say to Ben, Ben, I'm happy to have you on dude, but uh if you want to get roasted like you did on Twitter, then um be my guest. All right, so now I want to talk about a, a legendary middle linebacker that was kind of toasted this weekend against the against the Saints. Number 44 on the Packers, Ty Summers, TCU alum. He was a rookie last year, legendary preseason performance. He had a pick six last year in the preseason. And I actually watched him live, and I was like, this guy, he's the next. This guy is the next A.J. Hawk, which isn't really great. That's what Blake Martinez was, and he's gone. So there you go. So. Ty Summers came in after Christian Kirksey got injured, and I guarantee you this is what Drew Brees was. Drew Brees in his head was saying, I'm going to target this fucker so many times. This guy definitely does not have the moxie nor the ability to run with the big dogs here in Mercedes-Benz uh, Superdome. So I could tell Drew Brees targeted him, gave it to Alvin Kamara and said, here, Ty Summers tried to tackle one of the best running backs in football and open field. And I got to be honest with you. That ginormous um, uh, that screen pass that Alvin Kamara had that ran for fifty yards while the Packers just suddenly forgot how to tackle, that was a impressive run, but that all could have been stopped if Ty Summers wouldn't have just tossed his entire body, did not use any sort of his ginormous arms, because Ty Summers is jacked, I'm not gonna I'm gonna be honest. That's all he has to him, but he is a very strong man. And instead of Flying towards Alvin Kamara, he could have gotten into a Luke Elkin, you know, break down, make the wrap-up, and tackle him. And he didn't do that. Ty Summers was, was, I mean, obviously, Will Redmond is one to blame. Jair is one to blame. And Adrian Amos is one to blame. But Ty Summers, the one pissed me off, because I was right next to the sideline. Could have been a 15-yard gain, so it was a 50-yard touchdown. So, Ty Summers, that had to have been one of the greasiest performances I'd ever seen. I mean, there was just so many times... Where he missed just, where it just proved to me and proved to everyone else that Ty Summers is a college level middle linebacker, and that's all he's ever going to be. Stick him in college, he's probably just he's probably still average. I don't I don't see Ty Summers being a viable option. That's why I want Christian Kirksey to get back immediately, because Ty Summers, he's he's a worse Blake Martinez, and that's awful. That sucks to say because Blake Martinez was really an average middle linebacker. Ty Summers it looks like Blake Martinez on the field and he plays like him too except worse which is terrible. So Christian Kirksey wishing you good health man. Hopefully you get back by the time we play the Falcons cuz that offense is very very good and we don't need Todd Gurley now running all over us. We need we need to limit every single player on that limit every single player on that Falcons offense. And with you at the helm, I've been impressed with your play. So Christian Kirksey Let's get after it, man. All right. So now that we got that out of the way, hopefully my callers will come in. Matt and Matt and um, Baby Jokic, also known as Eli. Hopefully they're here and are ready to go. So I'm going to call them right now. Let's get this. Let's get this thing rolling. All right. So here on the juice we have a. Uh, Baby Jokic, also known as Eli, hopefully the next great tight end for Nina football, but also we're going to talk a little NFL football right here. Eli, can you hear me, man? All right, we lost connection. This isn't good, guys. I'm going to have to improvise a little bit. All right, so I think while we're on the topic of the Bears, I mean, I watched that game. I'm just going to give you guys a little background story to to this little Bears argument. So last night I was watching some hockey with Matt and uh you know he got a little salty when I didn't like what he was saying about the He didn't like what I was saying about uh the Bears and how I didn't I think they were overrated three and football team. And he didn't talk to me for the rest of the night and that kind of discouraged me a little bit. So we need eh, I don't know how to say this, but me and Eli are gonna kind of go off on him. We need to punish Matt a little bit for his stupid, stupid, and very perplexing uh, takes on Bears football. So I'm gonna try to get Eli in here, and we can talk about the the football thing for a little bit. All right, Eli. I'm telling him I need some time to kill because I don't got anything to talk about right now besides my next segment. I don't want to cut into that. So, Eli. All right. Baby Yokich, Eli, can you hear me, man?
2: What's going on, Bargo?
0: All right. So, guys, we have Eli Schmidt here, one of my good friends, Xbox partner, and hopefully, hopefully – the next great tight end of Need Football. Eli, can you just explain to me a little bit? I tweeted this. I put this out on Twitter. Can you just explain to me maybe your decision going into the next football season, if you're going to play, what's your role going to be like? Just tell me what your, your conversations with Young the past couple weeks.
2: Yeah, yeah, of course. Well, uh, you know, I was talking to Matt, you know, the coach's son. Oh, yep, yep, I back, got it. And uh, he was talking to me about how I uh, – he, he was like – his dad was saying that he can do a lot of things with, a, you know, a tall, athletic kid. But I've uh, I've never been much of a football guy. Never played a a year of tackle football in my life. But uh, Matt convinced me, and he said that, They'd put me at tight end, and I would do wonders for the team just because,
0: you know, my size and athleticism. Now, Eli, you, don't don't be too hard on yourself, kid. Now, in the BFL in our backyard football league, you're definitely known as one of the better players in that on that field. You know, you're a tall guy. You bring you bring the gloves out here. You got the greasy headband, and you're just a hell of a player. I mean, you actually have a lot more speed than people give you credit for, and your hands they're just they're like glue. So can oh, you, boy, can, you can you can you can you talk to me about how maybe that that BFL Talent can translate onto the gridiron. Can you just explain to that? <laughs> well,
2: you know, Bruce, uh, I I am, you know, the, I'd like to consider myself one of the top dogs in the uh, BFL.
0: Uh, oh yeah, especially with me slinging the rock to you, that's for sure. Right, right, right. But uh,
2: you know, that's against you know mediocre competition. I just like. Hey,
0: hey, hey, man, hey! Mitchell argle is a high school football player. Give give him credit.
2: You know, <laughs> he. Is, I guess I guess you could say so. But, uh, you know, when I'm guarded against, you know, some mediocre players, I perform pretty well. But, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see how this football season treats me with uh, people who have been playing for all their lives. So
0: so so you're saying you don't know if your talent could translate to a football powerhouse like, it can translate no. to against a football powerhouse like Kimberly, maybe? Uh, you know, there is some tough
2: competition in the uh, FBA, including uh, Fond du Lac, you know, Kimberly, you know, a lot of different schools, but yeah, you know, I feel like I could manage as a six-five, uh, you know, two hundred five pounder run, running with football. Oh yeah, yeah, hey,
0: hey, hey, hey! Nobody's discrediting your size, kid. You, I mean, you, no, no, you, are no, one of the better big men I've ever seen on the on on the hardwood.
2: Oh well, you know. It's an honor for you, coming
0: from you. Oh, I understand. I understand. I talk, I talk wonders about you in, on my Twitter account. You know that.
2: Oh yeah, I've been, I've been
0: <laughs> those Actually. Oh, of course, yeah, you, guys. Yeah. You know, you know, to my audience, Eli's actually one of the only people that consistently likes my Twitter <laughs> posts, and it's very discouraging. But it's great to know that I have at least one guy that supports right. me. You now, know, if you're
2: out there, if you're out there tweeting about me, giving me credit, I mean, what, what, the least
0: I could do. You're is- You're gonna you reward me. Do. Yeah, you're gonna reward me. I understand right. that. All right. Now this 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 fucker Matt has been taken a little bit, so we need to ask we need to ask some more questions. Just to, hey 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 hey, they, we can swear on this podcast, Eli. You're good. Oh, okay. it's a so, PG-13 podcast. yeah, PG-13. Hell, maybe a little R. We can throw oh, some la- yeah. r- we can throw some racial slurs in there if you want, but oh, okay. that, that that hey hey, times like this we don't want we don't want to throw those out as much. But if sure. you're if you're a little angry right now, then then then, then, then let, let, vent vent to me a little bit. Now now. Can we talk about the Fantasy Football League? You're obviously off to a slow start, just as I am. I am off to a slow start. I'm 0-3 in both of my leagues. Now, you're, right. now your team touched on my pants. It's struggling right now. Can you explain those struggles to me quick?
2: Well, you know, I, I wouldn't even know if I'd consider it struggling. I am 0-3, I guess. First week, team wasn't what I wanted it to be, right? Yeah. I had I made some treats. made some pickups on the waiver wire. And now my team's looking set in stone. But uh, I, I in week three, you know, I'm playing the number two seed, Victor's team. Cuts down my chance, just doesn't look to the the chance of the ninth seed. I yeah. Put 160 points on the board. I mean, what else can you ask for a team like that? And he goes and
1: puts 190.
0: What? I mean, what can I do? Yeah. I mean, let's be. Oh, and, oh, and we have Matt, and we have Matt Whitmer. Finally, here we go. All right, now. Uh, Matt, I was giving the I was giving the folks a little background to what we're about to talk about. Yesterday, we were watching Stars hockey. Is that correct? We're me and you in the same room watching that Stars hockey? That is correct. Okay. So we were both watching Stars hockey, and we were talking. For some reason, while we were in the midst of, of a diehard Stars fan, Caden Scheibel, he thought we were going to be watching the game. Instead, we just argued about Bears football all, for the for half the game. Now, I want you to just tell me. What you said about the Bears football team, and just and just spew it to the audience for me quick. You know, I, I, I look at the Bears roster, right?
1: And I, I, I look at their schedule, you know, up and down. And I I think this is I, – I think they're probably the letdown
0: game. I think this probably a 14-2 ball club. 14-2 <laughs> Four, ball club, Matt. Now, here's <laughs> hey, the thing. Who hey, tol- says no? Who says no? Yeah, yeah, I, I, you know who says no? I say no, Eli. That's who says no. Hey. And, Here's my reasoning behind it. Will you hear my reasoning? Yeah. I look at right? I think winning two games against the Packers is going to be tough. I think they split that. Oh, no shit, it's going to be tough. No, you're losing those both games by 30 points. And I, like, look, man, I, I think
1: week 17, I think we already have the division locked down. You probably don't go all well out in that game. You know, you probably rest some guys and you probably take that loss, right? I think this is a 14 2 ball club.
0: Uh, okay. Now, okay, I I have to I have to just I have to just gather myself real quick because I cannot believe that you just said that nonsense, Matt. You do realize this is the this is the football team that almost got almost got taken down by maybe the worst football team in America, the New York Giants, and without their best player Saquon Barkley. Can you explain that game and what has this team prove shown you that they can be a fourteen and two ball club? What, what have they shown
1: me? Yeah. Sorry. Um, I think I I they haven't lost yet, you know. But I, I look at it and until they lose, I don't see them losing a game.
0: Oh fuck! But can I get my yeah yeah Jokic you, you, get in here? You know, as a Packer fan, diehard Packer fan, not you know Bears. Okay, go. But yeah, right. But uh. Hey Eli, like you said, it, it, death taxes go pack go. But go on. Ah, uh, yeah, I but feel that's it. The point. For the Bears, I'm looking at more of like maybe a ten-seven. You know, ten-seven ball club. Hey, hey, ten-six. The the rule hasn't been passed yet. Ten-six. This, oh, my bad, my bad. <laughs> this is the uh,
2: this is the most confident I have been. In the Bears. Last
1: years have been very rough, but you know, Fool's Super Bowl. I mean, he carried team
0: to Super Bowl. Who says no? We can't do it to the Bears. Now, hey, hey, now, now I have, I now I have another premise. Now, I am on the exact opposite train. I don't see the Bears winning another game after this. The Vikings are a very, the Vikings are a very, very good ball pl- ball club. Once Kirk Cousins pulls it together, that team is. Basically, every team that the Packers have beaten are gonna be the also one of the best teams in the NFL because the Packers are just that good. So, Matt, I just want to tell you this. Let's let's get off the Bears. And let's focus solely on Mitch Trubisky. Can, can, do you want to do that? Now, I have been mar, marginally critical of Mitch Trubisky. Marginally. And you, on the other hand, have been riding his dick since he got drafted. Can you just explain can you just explain to me what, what what your emotions were? I was there with you watching the Bears game. Mitch got pulled. What were your What were your emotions when he first got pulled out of that ball game for Nick Foles? Well, I mean, originally I was mad, but I understand it,
1: and the reason I understand it is uh, you can trade Mitch for a lot of a lot of capital. I mean, he's a future Hall of Fame quarterback, so you pull him from the ball game, right? You know, wherever he goes, they're getting a future Hall of Famer. Hey, and at the end of the day, you still won the game. I mean, it, it was the right choice. It, exactly. Exactly. Again, I'm a, I'm a diehard
2: Packers fan, but you know, three and zero Bears. I've never, I've never seen something like this coming out of Chicago. Hey, hey,
0: folks. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna apologize to all of you for this. This was a completely different premise than what I thought was gonna happen. I thought me and I were just gonna Just gonna. Completely double team on Matt like we do in Xbox parties, but instead Eli, for some reason, got paid by Matt before the podcast started, maybe twenty bucks probably, and now Matt and now and now Eli is on Matt's side for some reason. So now I'm I'm going one on two here. Let, me, let me talk here. I think the uh, I think
1: the Green Bay Packers are handily winning that division, like no questions asked.
0: Well, I don't know if they can Eli, considering the Bears going fourteen and two. Eli Matt, talk about this. <laughs> but uh, you know, the
2: Bears—they they always seem to, you know, maybe start off with a little confidence. Then you know, week six comes around and it just goes downhill. Margo, let
0: me tell you. Yeah, that. I understand that. Now, now let me. Now maybe, I'm gonna. Maybe they're, they're on a hot streak. We see something in them, and then you know they start falling off like the regular Chicago Bears. All right, now I I I, I, I think th- 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 this this is my point.
1: Okay, so um. Nick Foles really threw five touchdowns, right? The stat sheet, five touchdowns, he threw five touchdowns. Anthony Miller dropped that ball, and that was a touchdown, Dallin Robinson. That was a
0: touchdown, (laughs) right? right. Right? So you, you look at that, and you go, if a guy can throw five touchdowns, not expecting to play, if he expects to play, I mean, that's six to seven touchdowns per half of production. Hey, we can. Hey, we can all agree that Nick Foles is a legend. The guy's a future Hall of Famer. But I'm going to go back to Trub- to Trubisky for a second here, Matt. Now, this is a true story. Not kidding. This is this is this is on G. I'm I'm going to tell you this. So, I was in the draft room. I was in the Bears draft room when Mitch Trubisky got drafted. And let me tell you, the one person that was the only person that was excited about that move was Ryan Pace. Everybody else was outrageous. I mean, I was just, I was just sitting. I was a fly on the wall in there, and I was just saying, "Yeah, I, I, I was trying to give my two cents. I disagreed too, but Ryan Pace, he didn't want to hear it. He was i like, am 'I'm, I'm p- picking Trubisky.' So I met Trubisky. He was the first one. I was the first one that he met when he, when he showed up in Chicago. No, no, I'm, I, I and let me tell you this. Mitch Trubisky, I went to shake his hand, and he didn't shake it back. This wasn't, this was in COVID times. Mr. Risky refused to shake my hand. I'm Matt, I'm the juice. I am the most prominent podcaster on earth. Can you explain to me, this guy is a class A jerk. And you know it. No, no, no. no first, first, let me explain. Let me explain. You can say it wasn't COVID times yet. Who says we don't have COVID at that point? You know? that That's neither here nor there, Matt, but I'm no, just saying. I'm saying. Mitch is just ahead of the times. He understands that
1: to start in the NFL, he cannot get sick. Right? Whatever you have, he can't get. That's a great
0: move by Mitchell Trubisky. Now let me ask you something, Bruce. Yeah. Uh outside of the fourth quarter,
1: all fourth quarters of football games are gone. Would you argue that Trubisky is a bottom five quarterback in the league
0: right now? Oh bottom one. Bottom one. He is the worst quarterback I'd ever seen. Dwayne Haskins, <laughs> Dwayne Haskins has 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 not done, done a lot, but Dwayne Haskins has proven. I think I've seen Dwayne Haskins play, and that guy can flat out sling it. Mitch Trubisky can't. Now, okay, enough of the enough of the bullshit stories. Obviously, we've been bullshitting. Obviously, Matt doesn't think they're going 14-2. I was in the Bears draft room, but Matt, Matt, we all know Matt's been Matt's been bullshit. Now, Matt, we were talking about this before you came on. How do you think Eli's going to fare in the FBA uh, VFA football as a tight end? You know. The guy is a physical freak. I mean, you look at it, the measurables. He can the, dunk. The kid, the kid can fly down the field. He's tall. He's athletic. I think
1: the player cop is a Jimmy Graham type player. I, I think the kid can play. So you know, I appreciate
0: that, Matt. You know, um, Matt, believe it or not, Jimmy Graham is actually my floor for Eli. My, my ceiling is the greatest tenant of all time, Tony Gonzalez. My floor is Jimmy Graham. That's all good I think Eli can be. <laughs> Eli. I, I, I think he's a Dallas Goddard type ball player, you know? Yeah. I think he reminds me a lot of Dallas Goddard. Come out hey, of that, that's, a good, that's now, a good comp. Now, you know, me and Younger were talking. You know, senior year, Elkin leaves, McCleary leaves. Yep.
1: It's me and Younger. I'm tight end, he's quarterback. <laughs> we were talking. If
2: we're inside 20, you know, going towards our end zone, and uh, it's third down, maybe second down, and we just need like
0: to get yards. You you can send me. You can put me. You can split me out wide. Any route on the route tree, you're you're running it. Split me out wide. Just put me in the end zone. One v
1: one. Throw it up to me. I'm doing whatever it takes to come down with that football. I mean, i just am. Another, another great comp I see in this game is Troy Fagumawale. Come on, <laughs> a guy that you can just split up wide and you can run the whole roster. He's a big guy. He moves
0: very, very, very well for his side. <laughs> uh, that, that, that's my one Matt, Matt, it sounded like you got two grad, badger greats mixed up there. You got Agumbawali, Daria Wally, and Troy Fumigali kind of mixed up there. You kind of put them together. I understand I understand. Troy 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 All right, that's fine. Hey, it was great having you guys on. Hopefully you guys can come on come on soon. Our time's running out. But uh yeah, that was good that was good that was good stuff. Um Eli good. Eli, best of luck on the gridiron. Matt, go fuck yourself. You're a Bears fan. All right. Wow. See you guys later. Hope you guys have a great night. Good luck on your studies. You as well, Michael. Thanks. Man, what the what the hell was that? You know, I, for one, I mean, we all know the Bears aren't a great 3-0 football team. That was obviously, like, believe it or not, I was not in the Bears draft room. Believe it or not, I did not meet Mitch Trubisky, and I haven't met him. But that was a lot of fun. I like having those two on. I like being an Xbox parties with them. Those Xbox parties a lot of shit is talk, talking t- a lot of shit is spoken and not a lot of that was spoken today. we were getting along, but trust me, behind the camera, behind the cameras, behind the mic, it's a lot of it's a lot of hissy fights. So, but yeah, I I think the Bears are the worst 3-0 team by far. I don't see them um, winning the division obviously. I do see them making a playoff run. I bet they get that seven or six spot. But um, yeah, geez, those bold take by Matt, fourteen and two. He actually said last night that he thinks they're gonna go twelve and four. But he was doing some little antics for the camera. But uh, yeah, it was good stuff. We're gonna take a break here before I talk about Cam Newton and Bill Belichick. We're gonna take a word from our sponsor, Argos Lawn Mowing. You know, my younger brother runs a great business. And that business was run by my older brother, Gabe, and then my older brother, Eric. I mean, it's been passed on to Mitchell, and Mitchell does a great job mowing those lawns. And I got to be honest, he said he's he said the job's getting a little too easy for him, and he wants for, to get some more publicity. And since the whole town of Nina watches the show, I was like, I mean, listens to the podcast, he's going to be able to get a lot of publicity if I shout out his, shout out his uh, business. So Argo's Lawn Mowing. The best lawn care for you. Don't care. Don't worry that he's a sophomore in high school. This kid can flat out cut a lawn with that riding lawnmower, and he will do fall cleanup as well. He will do whatever you ask him to do as long as he gets the cash. I gotta be honest. The kid has a lot of cash. So Mitchell, love you. You run a great business. Pleasure to shout you out. We're gonna take a break here and uh, talk about Cam Newton and Bill Belichick. All right, we're back for one more segment before I have to do a little more homework and play a little play some uh, Among Us. Great game, by the way, one of the great iPhone games out right now. Very fun, and uh, hopefully we can have them as a sponsor next uh, podcast. But uh, I want to talk about uh, Cam Newton and Bill Belichick. Now, I have never been a Tom Brady fan. You know, I'm more of a fan of quarterbacks that can pop off my screen with their arm angles, arm. Arm talent, throw power, everything. You know, I'm a I'm a Madden stooge, and I'm a guy that likes to have quarterbacks pop off my screen. And I say, would this quarterback be good in Madden? Tom Brady is one of the worst Madden quarterbacks ever. He doesn't have great throw power. He has great short accuracy, but it doesn't matter because I'm all about I'm all about air raid offense. I run the Cardinals offense, and uh, I'm a mutt team. But nobody cares about that, so I'm just gonna. Let's just talk. Let's just talk about Tom Brady. Let's get back to that. So, yeah, I've never been a Tom Brady guy. I like flashy quarterbacks like Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, and Russell Wilson, and Lamar uh, Jacksons. I've never been a biggest, never been a big Drew Brees, Tom Brady. Uh, ex- no, I, I won't say Peyton Manning. I, I've always been a Peyton Manning fan, but let, but um, I always thought Tom Brady was a product of Bill Belichick's unbelievable system. Bill Belichick's the greatest coach of all time. And he, he took a backup quarterback out of Michigan in the sixth round and turned him into the most accomplished, the GOAT, the greatest quarterback of all time. And uh, when Tom Brady left uh, the Patriots to go to play in Tampa Bay, I was one of the rare people that said, Bill Belichick will win this divorce. Bill Belichick is is the reason that Tom Brady is the quarterback that he is today. And I think you're seeing that in the in the Buccaneers system right now. Bruce Arians is no slouch. Bruce Arians is a great coach. Tom Brady Tom Brady's struggling in the system and he's showing what I saw last year that nobody else that everybody else started to see. And that is he was struggling he started to finally age started to finally get to him and Brady was starting to show that he can't even be a product of the system anymore because he's so old. And now that's the reason that I think the what that's the reason that I think the Buccaneers are getting held back from a Super Bowl berth cuz they do have a great defense. Their run defense is terrific. Their weapons on offense are awesome. They have great running backs, decent line. But I think Tom Brady's going to pull it all it isn't going to pull it all together and you, I sound crazy for that because Tom Brady is still one of the best game planners. He's one, still one of the best minds at quarterback in the NFL. He, in fact, he might be the one of the best minds in the NFL but it doesn't matter. The, the game has changed to where you have to be able to throw more than 50 yards to succeed. You have to be able to make tight window throws to succeed. You have to be able to move out of the pocket uh, and make those tight window throws to succeed. That's why you see Lamar Jackson, Patrick Holmes, Russell Wilson, uh, Aaron Rodgers thriving right now, and Josh Allen. I, gotta love, I, I love what I'm seeing from Josh Allen. I was a Josh Allen supporter from day one. I said, is that if, as long as that guy is given the right coach and the right place to play, he will be one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. That, that Those arms aren't just given out to people. They just aren't. And these younger guys that are, also, that are also playing terrific, you know, Justin Herbert is playing tremendous football. And Drew Brees is not playing tremendous football. I think the game is passing them by. That's why I respect Aaron Rodgers for what he's doing because he's an old guy and he's still playing the level that he is just because he's Aaron Rodgers. He's the and he's the best quarterback that I've ever seen. But I'm gonna, but let's talk about Cam Newton here. So Bill Belichick somehow got Cam Newton in his lap. He signed him to a one-year, less than ten million dollar deal, and he put Cam Newton into the fire with no preseason. In a month to get into the, in a month to get situated with the Patriots system. And I'm sorry, I'm swallowing. I'm, I can't breathe. I'm talking so much, but, uh, or <laughs> was I, so yeah, Cam Newton was given a month to get situated with the Patriots system and Bill Belichick completely changed his system. Cam Newton, Tom Brady, completely different quarterbacks. He went and he was expecting to play with Jared Stidham at quarterback. And then here comes Cam Newton falling into his lap because the bears were being stupid. Uh, The Chargers are succeeding with uh, Justin Herbert, but the Chargers could also, you can also say we're being stupid. The Panthers are being stupid. Teddy Bridgewater's not the answer. Cam Newton should have stayed in Carolina. So, Bill Belichick takes him. I'm going to take the former MVP. I'm going to take the guy who's been in the Super Bowl. Takes him, and the Patriots are thriving. They are playing terrific football with Cam at quarterback. And Cam, let's be honest, after after his MVP year, did not look like the same quarterback. You know, that, that, the injuries got to him. That that shoulder injury was bad, and teams didn't want him for some reason because that shoulder injury was so bad. Bill Belichick gets him, and Cam Newton is playing some of the best football that we'd ever seen him play. That Seahawks game was some of the more dominant football I'd ever seen from a quarterback in terms of running it. I mean, the guy just runs, and you he's a freight train in the red zone. You know what they're running. They're running a QB draw straight up the gut, straight up the A gap, and you can't. Stop it! Besides that, besides the Seahawks, that one play, and that was the, that was the game, that was the ball game. Hey, they did win a matter most, but times before that, Cam Newton he killed you and he killed my fantasy team too. I was going up against Bryce, and he had Cam Newton, and Cam Newton got thirty five fucking points, fucking points. So it was unfortunate, but uh, yeah, the Patriots scare me, dude, because when you have that coach and Cam Newton playing that well, it's real tough to stop. And luckily, the Packers wouldn't be playing them till the Super Bowl, and I think teams like the Chiefs can beat them just because that all—all all the COVID, all the COVID opt-outs that the Patriots had—it might catch up to them. It might, but I think when you put a young team with—I uh, think when you put a young team with a lot of speed up against the Patriots, I think I think the Patriots uh, don't fare well against them. Because to be honest they did almost beat the Seahawks but the Seahawks are i think are being carried by Russell Wilson. I, that defense is awful. That defense is bottom 10 in the league in giving up in giving up passing yards and passing touchdowns. But um I like I I like the Patriots and but that AFC's tough. I don't think they're better than the Ravens or the Chiefs and they're definitely not better than Chiefs as we saw last night. But man, Bill Belichick the fact that he took Cam Newton Completely changed his system and made him great. Now I'm not taking anything anything away from Cam. I'm not making this a Tom Brady situation where Cam was bad and he just became terrific with Bill Belichick. No, because Cam was was a terrific quarterback. He I think he just I think he got to the point in his career where he needed better coaching, and I don't think Ron Rivera was a great was a great coach for him. And Cam's got Bill. He's got McDaniel's. He's got the Patriots staff, and that makes Patriots a tough team to beat. So we'll see how they play in the in the end of the season. If they can keep this up, keep this great play up. And there's not many coaches I wouldn't take. There's not many coaches. I, there's no coach I would take in the playoffs over Bill Belichick. So yeah, Patriots. They do it every time. Pisses me off. All right. Good episode. We'll try to keep this up. I'll try to give you more more segments, more. Uh, in fact, I'm gonna I think I'm gonna make that Ty Summers segment a segment where I take the worst player from the Packers in that particular game, and talk about it for a little bit. Because Ty Summers was awful, but I love the guy. You gotta respect him. I'm a Ty Summers' fan for life. And that there it is, the new and improved Juice Podcast. Gotta say the Pump and Munch job really helped me talk better. I think. I think the speaking portion of my podcast was lacking last time, and I made one. And now it's improved, working in working in a gas station. Now I'm watching Joe Biden and Donald Trump argue all the time. That that will not happen on this show. I will make the calls. I will call balls and strike. I'm not going to be like Chris Wallace, let these two bicker all day. Have a good night. Good luck on your studies. And uh, don't get COVID. See you guys later
1: thirsty thirsty trying to choose i mean i know i'm pretty cool my nitty bag my kitty books. i got the jokes. i got the juice jennings adams on foolies glad i'm on. even my haters kind of glad i'm on rest in peace to my